This episode of Full Armor Radio is brought to you by CR101 Radio Network. CR101 Radio Network is a Christian reconstruction internet radio station that hosts and broadcasts lectures, sermons, and podcasts 24-7. You can learn more at CR101Radio.com. We're also brought to you by GCS Apprenticeship Program, which is dedicated to training the next generation of Christian teachers so they can own and operate successful and profitable Christian schools. You can learn more at gcsapprenticeship.com. And now to the show. All right. Yes, yeah, so that's the question. What do you think will happen after death? For me, like, I've seen a lot of theories and stuff. I know, like, for religion-based people, mostly there's heaven, hell, mm-hmm. or, you know, even resurrection. Some religions believe in or you come back as, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Um, for me... It's been mostly, like, I'm pretty curious to see, I guess, what's back, I guess back, what is after death. But I think there's also theories where you transport to another reality where you didn't die, actually, and you kept going. <laughs> and there's all these crazy theories. But for me, I think, I think there is something after death, possibly. But for us to, I don't think anyone truly knows. Some people say they've seen certain things after death, you know, they've seen God or whoever yeah. they worship, stuff like that. And so, I mean, I think it's like an interesting concept to know, like, or to wonder, like, what what could be? Because no one knows for certain, you know, no one comes back and tells you this is for certain what is there and what's, what's not there. So, I think for me personally, I, I, I do believe something is after, after death, but I'm not sure exactly what that would be. Okay. Do you believe? Uh, do you believe in God, or God's existence? Uh, I'm agnostic, which is mm-hmm. I believe there is a God, but I don't know if it is the God that Christians worship or the God that Hinduism worships. You know, I don't, I don't know. And in my whole journey is to find out who I think it really is and who I put my full faith behind. Yeah. Because I don't want to. My whole opinion was I didn't want to blindly believe. And not really understand what I'm yeah, believing in. For sure. So, uh, if I really want to give my 100%, I think I should figure out for myself, like, what I truly believe in. Yeah. So, what do you think, um, what do you, what's your view of the Bible? The Bible claims to be God's word. Yeah, yeah. So, I assume that you don't accept that claim currently. Uh, th- there's some things that, um, I guess, like, irk my p- point of view of it being all of God's word. Just because uh, some of them deal with how man like views other other man for the most part, like mm-hmm. you should be stoned for certain things, I guess, like stern stoned for uh, adultery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where um, I think, as I guess, I mean, as God, you know, you want your people to be perfect, but you also want to give them, you've given them free will to make error, make. Uh, bad decisions too if that's what free will is obviously right uh so you know i guess it shouldn't be like there's rules to dictate how you should handle someone's punishment i guess because it's judge jury and executioner i guess that is what i guess god is but to me god was supposed to be to i i read this one expert it was on facebook but it it was very Uh interesting to me was that god is a being that created everything and then took more of a backseat role and watched its creation, watched his, her creation, whatever. Uh-huh. 
uh, God chooses to be. Uh, it, it more watched his creation and saw what we did and how things unfolded. Didn't intervene or didn't, uh, like how the Bible says, it came down to Moses, gave him the uh, Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. so, stuff like that. There's more. He, he created it and then he was just, his presence is there. That's called uh, deism. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what it was. That's deism, yeah. I think, I don't remember who, I think Benjamin Franklin yeah. was the one. A lot, of, a lot of those guys then were deists. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just thought that was an interesting, not saying that that was, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the way, that is yeah. how it is, but it was interesting to see another point of view of how God could yeah. be. Well, when it comes down to, you know, viewing the Bible, there are basically two, two positions you can take. Mm -hmm. is you can accept that the Bible is God's word or you can reject this God's word. Mm -hmm. you know? So the Bible makes its, the claim about itself that it's God's word. Mm -hmm. So you can, again, you can accept it or reject it. So I guess some of, some of the things is to assess... Do you know what a worldview is, by the way? A, world, a worldview? You know what that is? A worldview? Yeah. What do you mean? I guess I don't. Okay. Because uh, I, don't, I don't understand, I guess. Well, we've already been talking about worldviews. Mm -hmm. All it is is that you know, you can think of a worldview kind of like, kind of like lenses and glasses, but say that they are, they're like, a, say I have blue tinted lenses and glasses. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see everything in blue through that mm -hmm. filter. Somebody else may have red tinted glasses. Everything's going to be filtered through that lens. So they'll see everything in shades of red or in shades of blue, but that doesn't make it so. It doesn't make it true mm -hmm. that everything's blue or red. It's just that's how they filter it. So that's, mm -hmm. their, that's what they believe on kind of a base level. So the question really is, is that is a worldview true? Are the lenses crystal clear is the question. Uh, personally, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it would be because depending on where you grow up and who you're surrounded by, uh, that dictates a lot of like what your religion most likely would be. Mm -hmm. How you who you worship and how you worship them, uh, because if you grow up in a more Baptist community, mm -hmm. more likely you're probably gonna go Baptist unless you just have a change of heart and you're like, and I want to do. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. but a lot of social influences uh, occur in people's lives where their community influences how they how they are in their religion, their family too. Some people don't like to go against families' sure. religious uh, viewpoints, so. I mean, I, I don't think the whole world could see eye to eye because we, we all have different point of views. Christians have their God, Hindus have their uh, they're polytheistic. Yeah. So, and we don't agree with that. All obviously, we have monotheism. Right. And um. So we can never see and understand like why would you? you know, I mean, we could probably understand, but we don't agree with that uh, point of view, basically. So what about this though? What about logical argumentation? What if I could? What if I gave you some log logical argumentation, not just things that you talked about, sociological things, mm -hmm. nothing, none of that, but just logical argumentation. And basically, like I said before, you know, I'm coming from a, some a Christian worldview, right? You can approach the Bible in the two, in two ways, right? Like mm -hmm. I said, you can accept this God's word or reject it. So what? Here, here's kind of where I'm going to go with this. Okay, I'm going to say that if you reject that it's God's word that every worldview that rejects that it's God's word is going to be reduced to being irrational. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now let me explain. For example, you and I would probably agree that it would be immoral, it'd be wrong, if I went and just like slit somebody's throat in here, something mm -hmm. like that. You'd agree, right? Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Glad we agree on that. 
But the question is, why would you say, from your worldview, that it's wrong to go and just blindly murder somebody like that? Mm. I guess since uh, I'm not so, I guess from not a religious point, it's just, I mean, uh, morally wrong. You're you're killing another human being. For the most part, your psychological uh, mindset has to be in a pretty bad place. Like, you have to be more of a psychopath, sociopath, uh, tendencies to want to do that to somebody. I know uh, there's a lot of studies that came out that people have these thoughts, but they don't. They choose not to act on them, where other people don't have that sense mm-hmm. of control. While some people in a religious point of view are like, uh, obviously in the Bible says not to do harm to right. others. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, I mean, ethically, you, you know, you don't just go around killing people at will. You know, you think uh, that person has a life, that person is a, another human being, you know, and if you have that understanding, you know, you feel empathy and sympathy for others. You wouldn't just go around slicing people up, basically. Well, see, do you know what begging the question is? Do you know what that means? Ah, uh, somewhat. So it's yes. a logical fallacy, begging mm-hmm. the question, where, where basically you just assume the thing mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be arguing for. So my question is, why is it unethical to do that? And basically... What I'm asking you is to give an answer why it's wrong. Not that it is wrong, because I already asked you, and we agree that it mm-hmm. is wrong. But a reason, because you said, well, people ha- must be real messed up. Yeah. Well, that begs the question, because you're assuming that murder is messed up. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm asking you. <laughs> so, so, mostly, actually, most of our rules and constraints are honestly because society put them in place. They're, they set these rules and foundation, like, this is wrong, this is not the way we should do things. Uh... As some like very early civilizations that didn't really have those type of rules, you know, we've grown into making sure that murder is not allowed. You know, we don't we don't torture people like slavery. Mm-hmm. We we try to stop that. Obviously, it's not the most hundred percent thing right now yeah, in the world, right. but uh, we try to put an end to that. We, we you know we put laws in place, but for the most part, it's a uh, like a civilization's construct that it is wrong. Meaning, I guess, technically, if you go to a civilization where it's not considered bad, that you would be fine. You'd be, that's accepted. I know there's plenty of uh, tribes, like, uh, mm-hmm. tribes that we haven't contacted that uh, induce in cannibalism. So, sure. to them, that's not actually bad. To them, that's just how they live life. So, it's more of a social construct. So, it's, rel- more so than it's a, relative to cultures. Yeah, I think it's relative to culture rather than a whole world point. So in that case, then, you wouldn't be able to argue against... If another culture believed that that was right, then you... you I don't think, unless they're really open to changing, they wouldn't change Well, do, I mean, yeah, but not, not them changing, but do you think that they're wrong? Uh, well, for my viewpoint, yeah, I think that's wrong. I don't think you should, you know, be cannibalizing other people. But to them, that's their way of life and all. So uh, it's just different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. For me, being grown up around this area... These are the rules. This is how they're in yeah. place. That's how we've all been grown up. It's like, that's wrong. That's not the right thing to do. So do you believe in objective truth? Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, I think so. Universal objective truth, meaning that something, if something's true in Tennessee, it's also true in Ukraine. It's also true in South Africa. It's also true in Antarctica. It's universal objective, not subjective. Oh, no. Okay, okay. It's not what's true for you is true for you and what's true for me is true for mm-hmm. me. It's there is truth. And it's, and it's objective, not subjective. Well, I, I don't think there could actually be objective truth, essentially, because every place has 
different uh, beliefs and different uh, values and what they think is right and wrong and what they uh, and basically their rule sets like th this one's not too big of like a issue as murder but like the drinking age uh, and you know America it's 21 in Russia I remember they could have it pretty young I don't remember how young they could be but you could have it below 21 basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a problem for them so like, the, the rules are different everywhere you know we see that as wrong it's like you shouldn't do that you're uh, damaging these kids brains by doing that you know and uh, we're trying to keep them safe but to them they're like there's no problem we haven't seen anything mm -hmm. wrong with that I mean I think they've changed it by now but you know I don't think any rule will set everywhere I think I think a lot of cultures follow what other cultures do it's like oh they see that that's wrong and they look at it from there and they're like you know they think about it and they're like yeah that that's probably not uh, you know the best course of action I'm not just talking about things that would be criminal I'm talking mm -hmm. about ethical things that even aren't dealt with by civil government um, that could be lying that could mm -hmm. be you know cheating on your spouse mm -hmm. like that see our civil government doesn't deal with that really you yeah know? yeah but would you say that it's wrong yeah I would yeah. say it's wrong I know um, I think I think it's North Korea they banned uh, like if you watch anything online that is a little hypersexual mm -hmm. uh, that you can get punished for it so like that's one example of a government I know that will actually intervene if they find out. I don't know how they yeah. would and all, but... So uh, so ethics can't be determined by what the civil government deals with, because there are mm -hmm. things beyond that. Yeah. You know, like lying and, and cheating. Mm -hmm. But also, ethics can't be relative to the person, because that would actually eliminate ethics altogether. Because think about it. If you're saying, I can do whatever I think is right, mm -hmm. well, I can do whatever I want. I yeah, mean, I can yeah. go around murdering people, and you can't tell me I'm wrong, because I say it's right, mm -hmm. and vice versa. That's why I'm saying, is there not some objective truth or objective ethics that we have to adhere to? Because what, based on your reasoning of relative morality, you can't condemn Nazis mm -hmm. because that was their culture, mm -hmm. right? And, they, and Hitler said it's good, so it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good for him, at least, right? I can, though. Mm -hmm. for my, my world, he does have objective, universal ethics mm -hmm. from God, the mm -hmm. creator, giving the law summarized yeah. in the Ten Commandments, one of them being shall not murder. Mm -hmm. There it is. Makes sense. Yeah. But, do you know what the word arbitrary means? Uh, a couple of times, and I, I probably am not... Sure. You might as well explain it. <laughs> arbitrary simply means believing something without a reason to believe it. Mm -hmm. okay, we don't want to be arbitrary. Just yeah. saying stuff and, well, it's just the way it is. So what I, my question kind of initially about ethics is, is there an answer of why anything is right or wrong that you can give that's not arbitrary? Not saying, well, we shouldn't steal just because we shouldn't. That's arbitrary. You mm -hmm. need to have some sort of reason. Because otherwise, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. See, you already told me you don't believe it's a free-for-all because you're against murder and cannibalism and mm -hmm. seeding and lying and so forth. So I'm looking for a, a, a reason that's not arbitrary for yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically there couldn't be one reason that's not arbitrary because we basically, we basically came up with all these reasons. We just know it's wrong like it, socially we've been put in place that it's wrong to do these certain things but in i mean i guess all aspects if you just threw out the rules people wouldn't care and obviously some people don't care right uh they'll riot and loot regardless mm -hmm. so uh it, I, it's kind of depending on the person if they want to listen and follow these rules but i don't think there's any non i guess arbitrary reason besides i guess 
if you, if you follow the Bible, I imagine um, there are a lot of reasons in there yep. that are like you shall not do right. harm to others and things like that. That that wouldn't be arbitrary. You're but right. uh, besides, I guess following a religion aspect, I don't think there would be. Right. I think then I think reasons. you're I think you're following me a hundred percent then. So mm-hmm. my my point was for just on this one area at least is that if you don't start with accepting the claim the Bible's God's word, if you reject that claim, you're gonna be reduced to arbitrariness. Mm-hmm. And arbitrariness is the essence of being irrational because it means you don't have a rationale or mm-hmm. unreasonable meaning you don't have a reason to believe it. It's arbitrary. So when it comes to anything ethical Whenever you get mad about some evil that happens in the world or to you, somebody cuts you in line or is a jerk to you or whatever, mm-hmm. anytime you get mad, you're, you're saying they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You're appealing to some moral standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, you haven't been able to give me what the standard is. It's been arbitrary. You know it's wrong, though. Because mm-hmm. I asked you in the very beginning, and we both agreed, and I assumed that you would agree that yeah. murder is wrong. The, the reason I assume that, because I'm saying from the Christian worldview, I'm saying the Christian worldview is true, and you are living in the Christian God's world. Mm-hmm. The Bible is true, and it says that you have a conscience that he has given you. So I can account for universal ethics, why it's wrong to steal, murder, cheat, and so on and so forth. And I can account for why you know it's wrong to do those things, even if you can't account for why you know it's wrong to do those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. So what I'm saying is that when it comes to ethics, the Bible must be true. You must start there. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you end up being irrational. Mm-hmm. end up being totally arbitrary on everything ethical. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me why something's right or wrong. And even additionally, you can't tell me why I should choose the right over the wrong. Because mm-hmm. even if somehow you could tell me it's wrong to steal, yeah. which I, don't, I think you can't without being arbitrary, you can't tell me why I shouldn't choose the wrong. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I? I get that. See what I mean? Yeah. So I'm saying anything non-Christian, non-biblical is going to be irrational. This mm-hmm. is kind of a log- logical argumentation. He's sounding like a sharp guy. This is called a transcendental argument. And what that means is that you're arguing the truth of something by the impossibility of the opposite being true. Meaning mm-hmm. the Bible must be true because it's impossible for it not to be true. Because yeah. if the Bible wasn't true, then it, everything would be irrational. There'd be no reason to believe in anything. Mm-hmm. It's a little complicated, but you yeah, track with me? Yeah, I think I'm tracking for the most part. Let me give you one other example, and then I'll talk about one more thing, and I'll, I'll get out of your hair. <laughs> there's, you know, there's science. Mm-hmm. We do science. Um, you do tests, repeated tests, you know, and we do something called inductive reasoning when we mm-hmm. do science. You know what inductive reasoning is? Mm-hmm. When, you do it, when you do something here in one instance and you do it over and over again, you can say, I think that it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So if you put, you know, baking soda and vinegar together, you know it happens, right? It does the bubbly thing. Yeah. We've done that so many times that we say, okay, I think that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that the future, the laws of nature will will act the same way in the future as they have in the past. For example, if I had baking soda and vinegar and I say, okay, mm-hmm. in one minute I'm going to put these together, what do you think is going to happen? What would you say? It's going to bubble. Yeah, yeah. and the, you know, the question is, why do you think it'll do that? Uh, oh, um, well, I guess because of inductive reasoning and, like, previous experiences mostly, mm-hmm. you have the reasoning to uh, assume that this uh, occurrence is going to happen again and again. Right. Uh, yeah, just like baking uh, powder and vinegar, or baking soda and vinegar. Mm-hmm. It'll bubble. Most other things, like most of our uh, experiences help us determine what will happen again. Like, that stove is hot. I shouldn't touch it because last time when I touched it, Bingo. it was really hot. 
Bingo. So a lot of it comes from experiences, which I think um, in a psychological aspect, I can't remember which psychologist said it, either I think B.F. Skinner or one of the very popular ones was mm -hmm. that we started with a blank slate, we came yep. into the world blank slated, and that all of our experiences and our memories and stuff have built and shaped us to who we are by now. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the way that like, we know that the laws of nature will stay the same for the most part, but also at the same time, a lot of our thing, our knowledge is theories, mm -hmm. and we just kind of accept that that's gonna happen. But we don't know that there's a possibility that well, out of that 100 times we did it, there could sure. be that one time that it changed. But we do, we do, are, we are always assuming mm -hmm. principles of induction. Always. Yeah. We're always assuming mm -hmm. gravity is going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. We're always assuming my nose is going to fall yeah. every time. Now, here's the thing. So you said we're going to know it's going to happen in the future because it's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the thing. We talked about begging the question before. Uh -huh. It's also kind of circular reasoning, kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Arguing from the past to the future, saying something's going to happen in the future because it has in the past, is actually mm -hmm. begging the question. And here's why. If I told you, if I made an argument and said, hey, man, I'm not going to die in the future. Mm -hmm. And you said, okay, why do you think that, crazy guy? And I said, well, because I've never died in the past. Mm -hmm. Right? See, in the past, I've always been living mm -hmm. from my experience. Yeah. In the future, I can just assume that I will. And that's bad reasoning. Yeah, right? I guess so. Yeah. It certainly is because I am going to die. Yeah, I guess. For the most part, yeah, you will. That type of reasoning is the same type of reasoning that you said before, which is going to happen in the future because it's happened in the past. It's, mm -hmm. it's begging the question of why will nature be uniform. You're saying because it's always is uniform. Mm -hmm. So that's already assumed the thing you're supposed to be proving. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I get you. So, but you, you're, like I said, you are a sharp guy because you've already given other examples that I was going to give. Touching a hot stove, things like that. Everything that we do in life is based upon we assume nature will remain uniform from one second to the next. Everything we do. You're assuming a cup, it's gonna <laughs> stay a cup, the table's gonna be a cable, all the molecules and atoms will stay in the shape that they are and everything. Mm -hmm. It's pretty mind blowing how mm -hmm. detailed that can be. So, again, you can either start on the Bible or you can start off of the Bible. Mm -hmm. If you start on the Bible, this is God's word, okay. Can I account for why nature will be uniform in the future? answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to the reason why I can account for things are ethically right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Because God, the creator of all things, has actually, yeah. he's actually said mm -hmm. there will be uniformity of nature. Mm -hmm. and specific, specifically in uh, Genesis 8, 22, says there's going to be you know, day and night, seasons, so on mm -hmm. and so forth, these cycles, these days, and so on and so forth, where there's gonna, you can count on it. You can count on the earth rotating. Mm -hmm. all, all this stuff happening all the time. Mm -hmm. The reason I can is because I have an authority, somebody who actually could say something, God, mm -hmm. could say it. Now, again, if you reject this as God's word, it's just some other book. Now you're over here, and all you can do is beg the question, which is fallacious reasoning. It's not mm -hmm. rational reasoning. Uh, yeah, you follow think, me? Yeah, so can you account it. for, in uniformity of nature, can you account for anything being, anything being uniform? Uh, for the most, I guess, for the most part, you would have to use the aspect of, um, I know, biblical reasoning, you know, mm -hmm. God said that it would happen, and I guess if you don't accept that there's the, like, Scientology aspect that we've observed and noticed that this is how it is. How it was. <laughs> how, how it was, how, how, how things have occurred, basically, 
how we assume that they will stay that way. But we don't also know that something could change. Something could just randomly happen. Mm-hmm. But the Bible has that certainty, like, this, it'll stay this way. It will. Right. So it's the same type of argument as before, is that it's, you're going to be reduced to irrational thinking mm-hmm. unless you start. If you start with saying the Bible is not God's word, you're going to be arbitrary and assuming, well, nature will be uniform. It's going to be bad reasoning. It's going to mm-hmm. be begging the question, fallacious reasoning, which fallacies are just errors in reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So that's been my, my main point is that what, which worldview is reasonable? I mean, the, the Bible it seems reasonable that, mm-hmm. like, ethically speaking, you're, you shouldn't do these certain things. And, you know, nature, you know, stays the same because, you know, I've set it in motion this way. Yeah. But um, I, for, I, I can accept that God's word could be true, but the, the only thing is for me, I don't want to put false false hope, I guess, false belief into something unless I'm 100% certain. So I don't want to say, like, uh, it's not true or anything because it it sounds true. It sounds, you know, he's put these things in motion and I want to make sure, you know, that that, that's right to me, basically. Yeah. So I would just, you know, encourage you to think, maybe think through, I just gave you a couple of basic arguments there to think through later. They can be a little complex. One more thing I do want to talk about and I will let Mm -hmm. you go. This is the last thing. I want to talk to you about what is the main message of the Bible. Do you know what it is? Um, I, I imagine it's to be a, basically a good Christian to uh, live your life worshiping God and uh, fulfilling God's word. Mm-hmm. So you, that's, what you just said is, is a very common thought, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not actually it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very common. Um, right. But that's not true. <laughs> so okay. But it, it, I get why you said that. Most people do say that. But, mm-hmm. but here's what it actually is. This is what the All Bible right. defines as the thing of first importance. It says that exactly. Mm-hmm. It's called the gospel. Okay. Okay, you probably heard that before. Mm-hmm. The word gospel means good news. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's not just some general good news. It's something very particular. Basically, it's this. is that you know, you, You're familiar with some of the Ten Commandments I know, right? So mm-hmm. do you think you've kept the Ten Commandments or broken them? I, I probably couldn't say I've kept every single one. I imagine there's... Like one. lying. Yeah, yeah. I've I, lied before. I, I must right. say, I can imagine I broke one, maybe take, a couple of them. You know, yeah, take, taking anything that doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. I certainly have. Mm-hmm. Jesus said if you lust after a woman, that's adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. we done that. I certainly have. Yeah. Disobedience to parents. I certainly <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah. Right? And you know... So is everybody else. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it okay. All it does is make all of us lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. That's the bad news. Yeah. So if God were to judge you based on the Ten Commandments on Judgment Day, he's here in the courtroom mm-hmm. of God and he judges you, will he find you innocent or guilty then? I imagine just based off of those uh, commandments that he would find me guilty. Right. If it's all he's basing off of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same for me, mm-hmm. and as you know, same for everybody else. Nobody has kept these laws. Mm-hmm. We just went through, what, four of them? Just, we've broken the rest yeah, of them, Yeah, you already, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're already breaking them. So, if God were to judge us, he'd find us guilty. You're right about that. What do you think? Would he give us heaven or hell? Then? Um, I would like to, I would like to believe that if he, um, as long as I've followed, you know, with my prayers and worship and so on, he sees how hard I work, even though he, he understands I'm human. I make mistakes. I do things because he gave us free will. He, he gave us the uh, 
room to make error that he might judge more fairly and say, hopefully, I, you know, I get to go to heaven, you know, because, you know, I at least did did some things right. You know, you couldn't be perfect, but you you tried. You at least kept uh, an honest, uh, honest feeling and honest uh, engagement towards God, basically. What if, what if I was in the, in the courtroom and I was on trial downtown, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, I was on trial because I robbed, you know, 15 liquor stores and I killed a couple guys or something like that. Mm. And I said to the judge, yeah, I did those things. Did those things. But you don't know all the good things I do. Mm-hmm. I give to charity. I help old ladies across the street, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'd be like, well, okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, no. no, I think the bad outweighs <laughs> the good there. And I think that that would also, like, on Judgment Day, you can't, I, I imagine God doesn't just look, okay, you just did all these good things and you're a couple bad things. I can, I mean, I guess you're a couple bad things. You're lying to us, maybe, to, it's not so serious. Maybe to God, that's, I, that is breaking a commandment. Mm-hmm. So that, that could be a serious offense for him. It is. It is. It, it is. So um, I guess it's really him just judging how lenient how you want to be. And I guess nobody really truly could know that i imagine well he thankfully again mm-hmm. based upon what i said before god has told us the standard by which he judges it's by mm-hmm. the law and he says that if you don't keep every bit of the law then you're going to receive punishment in hell okay jesus said you have to be perfect mm-hmm. now we've already admitted that we're nowhere near that yeah right that's a problem mm-hmm. for us and it should be concerning it should be more than concerning it should be fearful mm-hmm um, because you're going to be guilty on Judgment yeah. Day and go to hell. Mm-hmm. But then there's the good news. So that's what the, remember the gospel, the good mm-hmm. news. The good news is, is that although I deserve this full penalty because mm-hmm. of all this stuff I've done, you know, the, oh, the okay. Okay. I think I get where it's going now. Do you? Uh, isn't, is it based on asking for forgiveness? Well, at, kind uh, of. For, from God, basically? Kind of. But think All about right. it. Again, in a courtroom, if I said, yeah, I murdered okay. guys, but yeah. <laughs> hey, can you forgive me and let me go? He can't just mm-hmm. do it. There has to yeah. be a debt paid. And this is, you know, you probably heard that Jesus died on, died on a cross. He was crucified, mm-hmm. right? But most, oh. people, most people don't know what, that, what that's about. Mm-hmm. They know he died on the cross. Maybe they've heard, for our sins. Yep. What's that mean? Well, it means this. Is that the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So sin is breaking the law. Wages are something you earn. Mm-hmm. So by sinning, you earn death. You earn this penalty, right? Just like in a courtroom. But what Jesus' death on the cross means is that my guilt can be transferred to him. And he's taking my penalty for me. So instead of me getting the punishment for my sins, Jesus is getting the punishment for my sins. Mm-hmm. Instead of me getting the justice, he's taking it. He voluntarily steps in my place to take the penalty. I don't have to go to hell because he has paid the penalty of hell on the cross. Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. He's, God's not just overlooking stuff because he can't, because he's perfect. Yeah. Letting a bad guy go is unjust. Mm-hmm. So instead, he punishes Jesus, his son, in mm-hmm. the place of a sinner like me, a lawbreaker, so that I can be set free mm-hmm. from the penalty. Does that make sense to you? Uh, Yeah, I'm understanding. And then the other aspect is I told you that you have to be perfect to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus was perfect. He kept the the law. Mm -hmm. His law keeping, his righteousness, his goodness can be transferred to my account 
like this, if I earned a million dollars and I transfer it to your bank account. Mm-hmm. So you didn't earn any of that, yeah. but it's now it's yours. Mm-hmm. It's on your account. Same thing. I didn't earn any law-keeping righteousness, but he did, and he can mm-hmm. transfer it to me. So it's like a right. big switch. My guilt to him, his righteousness to me. Mm-hmm. Now, over here, what do I look like? You look perfect. Mm-hmm. So you get it. Can God let me into heaven? And yeah, now. Because yeah, the standard's been met, not by me, but by Jesus, Jesus the mm-hmm. Savior. So he did those things to save people who could never save themselves. Because if you've broken the law, you'll never be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because perfection means you've never broken the law, mm-hmm. right? And you've kept it perfectly. So that's the good news. You have bad news is that we're all guilty and deserve hell. But the good news is salvation is free. Uh-huh. Something you can't earn. It's a free gift mm-hmm. that Jesus earns and can give. Now, do you know how you can receive that gift? Uh, apparently not. I, I'm not exactly, I guess. The Bible says it's, it, it calls people two things. Repentance. And then faith. You know what mm-hmm. repentance means? You know what that word means? Yeah. So it essentially just means the sins that you love, the things you love to do, whatever it is that's against God's law, mm-hmm. you now hate them. That's what repentance means. You're turning mm-hmm. your back on them. Okay? And then secondly, faith. And faith is, is trust. A lot of people think, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good boy. <laughs> you know, I try to do my best. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that they could never be good enough. Mm-hmm. But see, where's their trust? It's on themselves. Hopefully yeah. I'll be good. Can't do that. Faith is putting your trust on mm-hmm. Jesus instead of yourself. Entirely transferring the trust from yourself to him, saying, I will not go to heaven apart from what he did. Okay. See what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what faith is. That's, it means resting in him or trusting in what mm-hmm. he did, the things we mentioned before. So that's it. What, what's, what are your thoughts on that, that gospel? Um... I, I mean, I think, I, you know, it's good news. Everybody, you know, gets at least a chance to, you know, go to heaven. I think, I think as, uh, as a person, there might be some people who you don't deem worthy of that salvation, even though they might, uh, they might, you know, actually repent the things that they loved and stuff and um, put their whole trust into uh, Jesus that some people won't don't quite deserve that and I guess it's not my place to say whether or not they get in because it's not it's God's place but you know if everybody gets that shot it's good for them I guess yeah but you know there's some people who you know deserve it I guess somewhat more than others might nobody deserves it that's the thing oh yeah I guess deserves it but uh obtains that uh salvation yeah not everybody will Mm -hmm. um because because you have to I mean you have to you have to actually trust in Jesus. You have uh-huh. to have faith in Him. It's it's the the way that you are, you know, declared righteous and, and innocent because Him is just by trusting Him. It's not by trying to be obedient because mm-hmm. you can never be obedient enough to earn heaven or earn salvation okay. or favor. It's just about the opposite of that. It's just trusting in Jesus instead of trusting and trying to be. I'm mean, gonna just pick myself up and try to be better. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. It's it's Christianity is unique in this way. One one of the ways it's unique is that. It's a completely free gift, grace system of mm-hmm. salvation. There is nothing like it. Everything else is God helps me help myself. It's mm-hmm. pretty much a summary of everything else. I need some help from God so I can be a better person. And he'll accept me because I'll try to be a better person. This is not that. It's you could do absolutely nothing to help yourself or save yourself in any way. You're such a sinner and a miserable wretch that God had to send his son to die in order for anybody to be saved. 
Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Okay. Big difference. Yeah, yeah. And basically what it is is that it's saying you're such a scoundrel, but the good news is, is that salvation has been accomplished by Jesus and it's offered as a free gift. Mm-hmm. So anyone who would repent and believe or trust in him. Yeah, as long as they follow that, they can get uh, salvation, is what you're saying, right? Because of him. Yeah, because yeah. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's just what the essence of, of okay. faith is. It's just, I'm going to trust that what he did will count for me. Mm-hmm. So if God were to ask me, why should I let you into heaven? Mm-hmm. If I said, well, because I tried to be a good person, he'd say, well, you haven't been a good person. You're guilty. Yeah. But if I said, well, I don't deserve heaven. I actually deserve hell. I've earned a place in hell. But I trust that what Jesus did, that he took the penalty for me on the cross, that he kept the law for me, I trust that that will count for me. Mm-hmm. And you can let me in based upon Jesus' works. Mm-hmm. That's the right answer. And that's what faith is, trusting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's essentially it. Yeah, that's the main message of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. It's that that's... Jesus came to save people from their sins. Probably one of the more interesting talks I've actually usually had with someone who believes. Well, what denomination... I'm ref- are you? So I'm reformed. Reformed means um, you've heard of the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. like Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what reform means. Reformed Presbyterian. Okay. Um, so Reformation, as in the things that were kind of emphasized during the Protestant Reformation, over against Roman Catholicism. Okay. Which also, which teaches what I just said before, a works plus faith thing mm-hmm. instead of a just faith alone in Jesus thing which is what the Bible says it says you're saved by faith not by works Ephesians mm-hmm. 2 says that um, Catholics would say you're saved by faith plus your works big difference okay that would no longer be a free gift mm-hmm. it'd be yeah, you, you working have to work for it yeah this, okay. is a, this is a totally free gift it says by grace that means a gift by grace you've been saved through faith mm-hmm. and it's not your own doing it's a gift yeah. of God not a result of works so that no one can boast see notice how what I just told you, there is nothing that I'm boasting in in myself whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Why I'm going to go to heaven is not because of me at mm-hmm. all. Notice who am I boasting in? Jesus, yeah. That's it. That's the huge difference. No mm-hmm. one will be able to boast that they were good enough for heaven in any way. Yeah. It's all by grace. It's all of uh-huh. grace. Yeah. yeah, I see that. I could see like Catholicism, your works, mm-hmm. and I did this, you know, I did this, mm-hmm. and this. So I, I, I get the big difference. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's a Presbyterian as well. He's not reformed, just... I think, I mean, I don't know. He just told me he's Presbyterian. And that was the one I actually, he took me to church a couple times. It was more of what I enjoyed hearing was that that's how God was more like uh, grace giving rather than you had to like earn it, I guess, because you could never. You can't earn it. I was all, that's my biggest worry is like, how can I ever really earn that? I was like, that is a big task to earn. Mm -hmm. You could never do it. So that's the good news. What, do you know what church it was? Oh, wow. Um... It's back in Cleveland, oh, okay. Tennessee, so okay. not not around here. Sure. I don't remember exactly, but, sure. okay. yeah. Just curious. All right, ma'am. Well, you know, think about these things, I guess, while you think about them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, yeah, it's one of the more interesting and in-depth talks with more rational yeah. uh, viewpoints rather than just throwing throwing words from the Bible at me and me trying to just kind of understand, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't... As someone who... I guess I haven't really read the Bible yeah. word for word and understand every single aspect, you know. So throwing a whole line at me isn't really going to work and you can't explain, like, the backing behind it, which, I, which is yeah. you've done pretty well. Good. And, and that's kind of the main thing here. It, it's you also, You've also tied it in with other things that I understand a lot, too. So it yeah. helps me, like, understand and grasp the concept. concept. 
if you haven't picked up already, I'm very much against arbitrariness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't want to just say, well, just just yeah, cause. There Believe be it, a just reason. cause. You should have a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying from a biblical worldview, it actually provides really the only reasonable, it, it can account for the world. Mm-hmm. We just talked about ethics and uniformity of nature. Yeah. But there's other things. Laws of logic, it's another, it's another mm-hmm. subject. Those things, which are necessary to understand anything, all these things are. I mean, uniformity of nature is necessary to understand anything. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We have to expect everything's going to function in a mm-hmm. law-like fashion or else. If not, we would you could know, nothing. know anything. Yeah. You could know absolutely nothing. Knowledge would be impossible. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying if you start with the Bible, you can actually account for knowledge itself. Otherwise, right. you can't. Not to get back into all that. But my point, <laughs> my point is, is that I, I do want to be able to give a reasonable defense. It's actually something that the Bible says that re- Christians are supposed to be able to do. It says, give mm-hmm. an answer for anybody who asks for a reason. Okay. Okay? So we should be able to do that. Sadly, it is true that many will not or cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Christianity in America today is in, is in huge decline. Okay. Just is. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. So what, you, what stuff you hear about Christianity you should probably take with a grain of salt unless somebody can back it up with reasons. Yeah. You know? No, that was always my, like, perspective on it. was like, you can't really give me mm-hmm. a reason why should why should I, honestly. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I think that's only fair. Yeah. I, I would do the same thing for anybody else. I'd say, mm-hmm. okay, give me a reason. Yeah, I, yeah. If I, if I was talking to a Muslim or a Mormon or a Jew, I'd mm-hmm. ask them, okay, give me, give me a defense of your worldview. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be able to give a defense of mine. All right. Well, let me. Um, it's okay with you. I'll just kind of leave my number with you. Yeah, actually. If you if you ever, I mean, I don't leave it up to you because I don't want to like <laughs> force myself on you. But if you ever want to talk again, or if you ever wanted, you never. You said you never really read the Bible. I mean, uh, I could. I could. Yeah. I could go and talk to you about it. I I do that with some guys, one on one, and some guys who, much like yourself just um that I, I guess i never really looked into it but i'm interested in checking it out mm-hmm. um okay. yeah, for, yeah. The, for the most part like how i said earlier agnostic was more like i i think there is something i just don't know what yeah. you know finding out what that like i didn't want to i didn't think i was atheist i was like i don't think it just happened and yeah. you know we're here i think there's a reason there has to be a reason it's like there's too many random chances, I guess, for this not to be a reason. So, right. I, I want I, I, you know, my whole thing is figure out what that reasoning is. So, you know, and like how you're doing is you give me a reason what that reason yeah. is. Yeah, and you know, there's more, like I said, you know, there's more depth to mm-hmm. it that we could go into. I didn't want to, you know, go into a huge yeah. like lecture or anything, but uh, yeah, I think it's really important. And honestly, man, the main the main thing here is is that. I do, you know, from think about from my worldview where I'm coming from. I do care about you. Mm-hmm. I know coming up to you as a perfect stranger, and I've been talking for a bit, but like everybody's broken the law. Mm-hmm. I've broken the law. That's that's why everybody needs okay. the gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that's what I, that's my ultimate desire for you. Now, of course, I can't make you, yeah, yeah. but I can at least present it to you, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the main thing. Like, you know, I want you to be. Uh, forgiven mm-hmm. and not condemned yeah you'd like others the same fate as you want for yourself basically the same fate is that what you said I, yeah yeah I guess, yeah, like, yeah you know the same to be saved from yeah. from from, from pe- some penalty for your sins in hell i don't mm-hmm. want that for you that's a, that's a fearful thing yeah for you because you know 
nobody, I mean, like I said, we are all guilty. I've, I've not always been a, a Christian, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the... Oh, it's, really? Yeah, no. Okay. I was like 17 when I became a Christian. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess, what would you have said you were before? Just, I, just I guess a, maybe... A fake Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a such thing as a fake Christian. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. What that means is that you're somebody who says they're a Christian, mm-hmm. but is actually, doesn't really believe the gospel. Okay, um, yeah. We didn't talk about this, but if, but if you heard about the, the concept of being born again... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had a very uh, my my version of it was weird was I could be born again, but uh, it was <laughs> it's actually actually really being born again. Oops, sorry. Uh, like my mom could actually <laughs> have me again. Not not uh, you know your I guess spiritual essence could be reborn. Is what I think you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, spiritual. Yeah, soul, spiritual. Soul, reborn, soul yeah. spiritual. However, uh, yeah. you, like I guess you're cosmic type energy. I don't know how yeah, you... Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> this. It it's, can be much more simple than like getting into that type of terminology. It's okay. simply this, is that when God saves a person, mm-hmm. you know, that he makes them born again, which means he gives them a, a new heart, new desires, mm-hmm. new affections, so that they're a new person. You know what I mean? Like... Not physically. Like when I was oh, seventeen, I, I I was still me, but I had a totally I was a totally different person mm-hmm. from the inside out. You know, okay. new heart. What that means is that everything that I loved before, mm-hmm. you know, all the sins that I loved before, I no longer loved. Okay. But hated. I see. And and desired. And this is the key. Desired to obey God, not to try to earn salvation. Remember, I told you. But merely out of thankfulness to him for giving okay. salvation as a free gift. So when somebody's a real Christian, their life is going to look different. But it's not to try to earn salvation. It's yeah, just it's merely the result of salvation. To be, like, grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, and be like, I know he did this for me. Right. Yeah. And he's given you a new heart so that you actually want to do mm-hmm. right. When before, you didn't. I didn't. So I would say, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, I was a Christian. I was a Christian. But I, I didn't have any new hearts. I wasn't really yeah, I wasn't, physically changed but more of a uh, I guess mental maybe mental I don't know uh, I guess mental aspect it was it. just a mere profession oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm a Christian but I, there, it wasn't true ultimately it was fake that's why I'm saying okay. a fake Christian that's what I would have that's why I described myself as when I look back then I would have said yeah I'm a Christian but I wasn't mm-hmm. I know better now okay um, I didn't understand the gospel or anything like that the things I talked to you instead mm-hmm. about so anyway all right, dude. Well, yeah. Just want to extend that <laughs> offer to you. Thank you for talking to me. I'm going to extend the offer to you that if you want to, if you want to text me or mm-hmm. something, I'd be more than happy to talk again. I enjoy talking to you. Yeah. You know where I'm going when I speak, which is nice because <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you're sharp. You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Just yeah. This is interesting, man. I, yeah. I I actually really enjoyed it. Good. I, I do too. Sometimes you know, there's in life, you take an opportunity that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you never know; it could change your life. That's right. Place. That's so, right. So yeah, I enjoyed. I'm glad we talked. It actually opens my eyes up a bit more. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Uh, before. Right. So yeah, yeah, it was great talking to you, man. You too. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nice to meet you again. Yeah. Man. You too. <laughs> Thanks.